Welcome to Get Your Book Seen and Sold. I am your host, Claudine Wolk. You can find me at my Substack account, claudinewolk.substack.com. We're talking all about publishing and book marketing. If you have decided that you want to write a book and you're trying to figure out how to publish it, or maybe you've already written a book and you're trying to figure out how to market it, this is the podcast slash Substack for you. Our goal is to give you great tips, by example in some cases, to help you get your book seen and sold. So join us through the newsletter or the podcast today and get your book seen and sold. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star rating. Welcome to Get Your Book Seen and Sold. I am your host, Claudine Walk. With us today, I should say back with us today, is Brian Judd. He is the executive director of APSS founder of Book Selling University, and author of the book, How to Make Real Money Selling Books. We consider him our special sales guru. Uh, But today, thank you so much, Brian, for being with us. Welcome. It's my pleasure, Claudine. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah. So (laughs) we teased this a little bit in our other interviews, which I'll link to in the show notes so that people can go back and get some more of the great information that you provide for authors who are looking to get their book seen and sold. We prefaced or we talked a little bit about book promotion and you had this idea and March Madness is on the way. And I love this. I heard this on another interview you did with Dr. Judith Brills. And it was, you called it bracketology. And it was a, a way to consider book promotion for an author. And I love it because oh gosh, do we need tools? And a lot of people are more visual learners. And uh, Brian has prepared a uh, an actual blank bracketology PDF that I'm going to put in the show notes. How nice of you to offer presents. And it's after Christmas. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> You're so, very welcome. Hope so, it helps. so tell us about it and, and how it works. And, and, and I'll, sure. I'll pepper you with questions that I think are important for my audience as we go. That's fine. It sounds great. Actually, it did start out with my mind as you were talking about the uh, March Madness and the NCAA finals. I was doing the brackets, and not successful with those, but <laughs> I did. Uh, the, I completed the brackets, and, and but I was thinking about that, uh, Claudine, about how this could be applied to book marketing. That's how my brain works. There you <laughs> go. Just uh, trying to figure this because I work with a lot of authors as, as my clients, and. The problem is there's almost too many options and they get stuck in, in uh, trying to create the or make the right decision and get the what, uh, paralysis by analysis, I think they call it. And so I try to find a way to uh, make it easier to come up with the, the decisions. And I set up these brackets in order to make that work. And the good thing about this, uh, Claudine, it doesn't have to be an, an annual bracket. It's something that can be done monthly. I, I suggest quarterly. So it, it can be used throughout the year. And the way it's set up is just, if you can close your eyes and picture the, a, 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 an NCAA bracket where you have, in this case, you have 10 lines. And then you have, uh, you compete those the top two against each other. And then you have those remaining five compete against each other down until you get to one final finalist. So I set this up. With brackets in the four areas of marketing, you have the uh, promotion, uh, the distribution, uh, the pricing, and the product itself. So, if you if you 
think about these brackets for look at the product uh, people say should i do an audio book uh, an ebook a printed book uh, a hardcover what should i do well see look put these brackets in there ebook audio book perhaps soft cover streaming uh hardcover booklet seminar workshop again you're thinking when you think of, of seminars and workshops you're looking at your uh what you're selling is selling the content you're not selling a physical product People aren't buying books. They're buying the content, the information in the book. So the corporations particularly, you may be able to present your content in the form of a, of a personal presentation or a webinar or a, a seminar. So you have those. And so you have uh, e-books and audio books competing against each other. And then the winner goes into the next line, hardcover, softcover. They're competing against each other. So you keep bringing this down until you get to one final strategy for say the first quarter of this year and i said before this can be changed because if you, you do the, the ebook and then you go through the brackets again maybe you want to do a, a seminar so it, it it just it forces you to create a goal a one item goal for this particular time whatever time frame you so designate so then you go to uh distribution and people will think, well, bookstores, you know, why, why have a bracket on bookstores? Well, as we talked about in our last time together, our last podcast, there are a lot of other areas. And think retail. It could be uh, airport stores or supermarkets or gift shops or discount stores. Again, depending on your content and your target market, it could be sold through a discount store or a, a gift shop on a cruise ship. Uh, so it's something that it's really you have that and then you look at so you have retail and non-retail it could be corporations associations schools military so again you set these brackets up and then have bookstores versus uh airport stores then you have supermarkets versus discount stores you have corporations versus schools and the the winner of, of each of those goes to the next line the next bracket until you come down to one for the, so the next quarter i'll specialize just in supermarkets or just getting my book on supermarket shelves. So then you go to the promotion. And it could be, uh, maybe have social media, when most people just, just do that. <laughs> That's it, just want to post on social media. That's only one option. So you say you have uh, social media, then you have uh, print ads, you may have uh, direct marketing, you may have uh, sales promotional items, personal selling, TV, radio. So again, you have say uh tv and radio competing against each other so for this quarter i'll just do radio and you have uh print ads versus uh social media and then so that would be uh, the next category so you keep narrowing these down until you get the one promotion strategy so it could be say it's uh direct marketing so this quarter i'm going to focus on could be snail mail, could be email marketing, but you're trying to get direct direct response marketing is the is the better way to put it. <clears throat> so your quarter strategy would be your first quarter strategy would be for there. And then pricing. There, there were different ways of, of looking at, at pricing, uh, Claudine. People will say, well, I'm, I'm going to price my book the same as the, uh, my competition. They're all, all on the shelf at $14.95. But if your competitors are, pr are printing 5,000 books at a time, their unit cost may be $2. If you're printing 500 books at a time, your printing cost is $5. So the, you can't just say, I'll um, match the competitor's price. But you have to look at it, will I increase you know, my pricing to increase sales, to increase revenue, or to increase profits? You can increase sales by pricing your book at 99 cents. 
but your revenue and profits are deteriorated. So you have to be able to or you think about those You're looking at to uh, increase the value. Because if you have a higher price, you have to demonstrate the value of, of why you're a higher price on the, on the shelf. So is it for, for a skimming or a penetration pricing? Skimming pricing is a high price, penetration pricing is a low price. So you have all these options. Again, you narrow those down two at a time, or two against each other to come up with that one semi-quarterfinalist and semi-finalist. So now at the end of this uh, action, you have four marketing strategies for the for whatever time period, say the first quarter. So you have, you know, you're going to have your distribution strategy, your product strategy, your pricing strategy, and your promotion strategy. And then, so if you get into supermarkets, then you do that bracket again. So then you, then you get into, say, I want to get into uh, schools or I want to get into the military. So now the, your new strategy is the military. So then when you get in the atheist.com, then boom, then, you know, I'll go, I'll go somewhere else. So what, the intent is to narrow this down so you're not, you you have all these options, but you don't have to do them all at one time. Just do one at a time. You want to focus your actions. And that's uh, what was my intention of this, Claudine, is just to to make sure that or to help my clients. And we do this on uh, with my clients. Uh, on, we'll spend an hour a week going over this and then all the pros and cons of each choice. And then they make the choice, then they go out and do it. And then we talk again about their uh, success or lack thereof <laughs> and how we can uh, uh, change it and, or if it's working to reinforce it just because you get in supermarkets doesn't mean well I can go somewhere else now because you have to do the promotion now your promotion strategy may, may change so so that's why these all uh, come to come together in a in my mind anyway and I hope in the audience they can just picture these brackets and if you if they so decide to, uh, to take advantage of your offer for those the visual of it, they can see how it works. And and the beauty of that is that they don't have to use the the uh, ideas that I, I I have here. They can come up with their own and, and change them regularly based upon their resources, based upon their skills, based upon the time available. If they're working full time, well, they don't have a lot of time to do some of these things. So then you have to hire somebody to do it for you. But that that's part of the stra- strategy part of the plan I, I, too many of the authors I, I work with my first work with them are two major problems to have one is the fact i don't like uh marketing i just want to write and so i some of these ideas would help them write the other i'd say problem that they have is that i put, I put all my money into production now i don't have anything left for promotion so we based on that, we go over some ideas for some some things that are free or low cost or higher cost. So we can work out again, again that budget. And that goes back to this bracketology. <laughs> it mixes. It's like a, a kaleidoscope. You look at a kaleidoscope. It's got 100,000 pieces in there. Every time you turn it, there's a new image. So you work with the same pieces, but it, but you, you, you turn it a little bit to come up with a new and result a new image so if you use this bracketology to uh i guess as the pieces <laughs> you, i don't know if it's getting too confusing but i just uh, i just that image just hit me that if you can look at it as that, that kaleidoscope because the pieces don't change they're all in there the same piece it's just the way that you turn you may do it three turns or five turns or half a turn but the image always changes and so my objective is to give the people the uh the visual of that image to, to do something and not 
not just uh, there are the things that you can do that don't require uh, to be an expert in book marketing. I know most people are not an expert in book marketing, so it's something that uh, if you just find out what you're good at, you do it. Right. Oh gosh, Brian, I have so many questions. Yay! Okay. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> so, so what we're talking about is basically a tool that I'm going to put out there for you guys that Brian created, and it's called you know, bracketology. And it's basically just a piece of paper, which is kind of my favorite thing. And it's got four quadrants to it. And these are all the pieces of um, pieces that you have to consider when you're marketing your book. And the first left hand quadrant is promotion. The bottom left is pricing. The top right is distribution. And the, the bottom is the bottom right is product. So what Brian is saying is that you have to, you're going to be most successful in your book promotion if you can focus on one thing at a time. And this bracketology, 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 bracketology um, tool will help you to do that. But again, like he said, you're, you're considering everything that you could possibly do, the breadth of everything that's possible. But for some of my audience, Brian, they don't, they're just starting to understand how a couple of these things are related to book marketing. Like a lot of my audience would have considered promotion the only thing that's related to book marketing. So two questions. The first is, let's talk a little bit about how distribution, product, and pricing are related to book marketing. And then the overarching question is, when you come down to the final, and I'm going to suggest that members of the audience go and download the PDF of Bracketology as they're listening to this, because it's going to make more sense if they're actually looking at it. But when you come down to the four quadrant decisions that you've made, one on distribution, one on product, one on promotion, one on pricing, they all have to connect in order to, they have to be related to one another, or are they four separate things? Great question. And they're, they're all very much related. They're, they're not four separate things. It's like that, again, that kaleidoscope. There are all these pieces there, there together. But if you look at it, uh, first you have to think about the target. Who, who's my target? And if you're looking at, uh, they may say, my it's, it's women 25 to 50. Well, 25-year-old women are, are uh, are different different uh, lifestyles. Maybe a career, or maybe a family. A fifty-year-old women may be uh, right in the midst of their careers or planning on retirement. So they have uh, you have to be able to define these people, and then, then that dictates everything again. If you're looking at the twenty-five-year-old uh, woman starting a family, well, maybe you're in supermarkets and discount stores. You have a, a, a more of a penetration price because they're they're watching the dollars, for their, and they're, they're saving money. So that so the distribution factor comes in, the pricing factor comes in. Your promotion is, is much different because you're you're doing your promotion to PTAs and to moms uh, moms groups uh, or. Um, children's libraries or toy stores where the 50 year old woman that you're doing uh, on in airport stores on cruise ships uh, or in the ceo reads to reach the sea level women so that, that distribution then but you can maybe have a higher price at an airport store that people i was in the corporate world and if there's a book there that was applicable to my job in the corporation i could buy it and then charge it off to, to the expenses so then you have so that dictates the uh, the uh, 
but promotion is always is different to, for these people. And, and if you're doing that direct response marketing, you're, uh, if you're uh, marketing to the 25 year old uh, mom versus the 50 year old uh, retiree, then it's much different than your uh, promotion. And then the content is different. If you're looking at the uh, even older than a 50 year old woman. So you're looking at the you may want to have a large print book. So that may be an option. Uh, or you may want to do uh, audio audiobooks, so so when people are flying, they can have their headsets on and listen, listen to the audiobook. So it's uh, or they may want to do a hardcover book as a gift. Uh, if you're in a gift shop, and maybe a hardcover version of your book, so that people can give it as a gift to their grandkids. So it's uh, all, that was a, such a great question of how these all mix up there. It's a, it's a, a marketing mix. It's these uh, the um, the four P's: a product. You look at uh, distribution is place, product, place, price, promotion, and, and the fifth is people. And if you just concentrate on those five and put those in your, in your kaleidoscope, then you can uh, mix them up properly. And then you have the uh, some that are lower cost, higher cost, uh, some of that are um, more long-term or more uh, for exposure versus sales. I have another way of, of separating those out, too, if you want to get to that. We can, we can look at that. But it's something that uh, that, without over answering your question, that they they do uh, they they all fit together and and they mix together. That's why this bracketology can help you mix these up and, and not not just mix them. Maybe the uh, the uh, kaleidoscope is not the best answer because looking at they have to be able to uh, mix them up more strategically. So you, you separate them, but then they come together uh, for. A quarter or for a half or for a year or a five-year plan so it's something that uh, it just it's such a good question i hope i didn't over answer no no you didn't you didn't at all so okay so for the other piece that's coming through for me is we've got listeners who are in a self-published situation and we have listeners who are in a traditionally published situation so when you're in a self-published situation you have control over pricing, distribution, and product, when you're in a traditionally published situation, you might not have control of all those things. So can this still be useful for someone who is traditionally published? Well, yeah. Uh, the two ways of looking at it, another great question. You can look at this. Uh, a lot of publishers will publish a book and try to get it in bookstores, not Amazon. So, and you have a contract. I, I had a, my, for my publisher. I, I had a, uh, my contract was that they were going to do all the retail or the bookstore distribution, and anything I sold on my own was mine. So, I was in charge of of the non-retail, the corporations, the association sales. I still bought them from my my publisher. I bought the books from my publisher, but got a real good discount. Particularly if I had an order for a couple thousand books, they gave me a real good discount on it. So you, you have some flexibility, but particularly. The uh, the publisher will control the product itself. They'll they'll publish it, and then the uh, the pricing that's out of your control. You will certainly have input on that. But then, if you can look at the distribution and divide the distribution between what they will do and what you will do, then you have that. But the biggest area in which you have that that uh, uh, control over is the promotion, because the publisher is not going to do the promotion for your book. It's up to the author. And if you can work out for my publisher, I worked, I, I created a marketing plan, what I was going to do. And we, we spent the day together going through that. 
and it's you you have the ability to do the the radio shows particularly that's something that you can sit at home and 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 be on on the uh, on zoom or on the phone for uh days I, I live in connecticut i was i set it up i would follow the sun uh, across the, the u.s i would do the east coast in the morning and then the, the central and then uh, mountain and then pacific time in the afternoon so it, it was a uh uh, too much detail on that, but the, no, you, you, I like it. You, you do the radio, you can do, you can do the direct marketing, you do the social media, all this, but you need to coordinate. If you're doing a lot of social media work or direct response, coordinate that with your publisher because you don't want to overpromise either. The author may talk or, or get so carried away with their book you know, that they spent two years writing it. It's the best book in the world. I'll tell everybody how great it is, but people don't, they don't care. Right. It's, I don't mean that facetiously. No, no, no. I get. I, I'm with you there. And and, and even different targets have different reasons for buying. Like you don't want to have one press release. Somebody have a, they have the greatest headline in the world for press release and send it to everybody. But retailers want want store traffic. They want inventory turns. They want profit per square foot. Librarians don't care about that. They want to help their patrons. The, the media, they don't care about selling a book. They want a good show for their audience. Yes. So you've, you've got to have all these different uh, different headlines for each. That's why getting back to the people, your targets, and, and how and that, that goes back to your other question about you're mixing it up with the promotion because that has the, the different headline, the different uh, appeal to each target audience. So it's something that it's you need to – it's really a strategy. It's, it's really um, – well, strategic marketing is what it is. And you can't just look at it. Well, I'm going to write my book and get it on Barnes & Noble and wait for my publisher to sell uh, you know, 5,000 books. Not going to so, happen. No, it's not. Not going to happen. Yeah, and I, I just – I hate how unenthusiastic you are about the subject, Brian. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll turn it I'll try No, to no, it don't, don't you dare. It's awesome. It's awesome. But you said a lot of things there too. So I just want to drill down on a couple of things. One is – you are a believer then that radio shows sell books, radio show appearances, because I certainly do. And I think it's one of the promotion um, options that is sorely um, left out. That's a, another great question. That, that's something that um, which leads me into a different way of looking at this. If you have uh, spent a little more time answering that question, that some promotion has short-term impact, some has long-term impact. Some has, is good for exposure, some good for sales. So what I do, I set up a, uh, a piece of paper, put it in four quadrants. And the uh, the left-hand column is short-term, the right-hand column is long-term. The top uh, row is exposure and the bottom row is sales. So I think that, you're going back to your question, that the radio is is an exposure medium. It's not a sales medium. I've had, talked to people say, I, I did three radio shows and haven't sold one book from it yet. Well, <laughs> you shouldn't expect to sell that. What, what, they, what you're doing, people have to hear about your book 10 times before they buy it. So you've got to hit them with a, a review, a radio show, a, a blog, a podcast, a, um, a social media. All this comes together. So, Would you say that all, one more time, Brian? Uh, that For... How many this times was, does somebody need to hear about oh, your book? I see oh, yeah. 10 times. I, I, 10 times. And that's not my, that's not the judge theory. That's something that's, that's a proven theory that for, for a new book, if uh, Grisham comes out with a new book or something that it, it, it's one time, but when, when, when we do it, it's different. 
we've got to get out there and create that credibility, not just for the title, but for the author, too. I never heard of this author. And, and, and why should I buy this book? I've never heard of the uh, the book, the title. Uh, so what? I'll, I'll buy this. I've heard about this and I'll buy that. Or I'll just download something instead of buying a book. So it's the idea is that you need to be able to create that. Um, and, and I would put radio in the, in the upper right quadrant of long-term exposure. You have to do a lot of it. You just you can't just do one radio show and expect to get sales. That, that it took me a while to understand that myself. When I first came out with my, my first book, that I was doing a radio show in, in, in New York, then a radio show in Chicago, a radio show in Dallas, and sit back, wait for the orders. But that's one radio show. That, how many people actually listened to it? How many people uh, thought about it? How many people said, well, I'll go out and buy it? And then you have to get that repetition. The two parts of, of promotion for radio and, and TV particularly are reach and, and frequency. It can reach a lot of people one time in a Super Bowl, or you can reach a lot more people, more, more fewer people more frequently, which is why, again, you define your target readers. You want to reach that smaller niche more frequently. Yep. And would you, so would you put uh, podcasting in that same category? Yeah, I think so. Because, again, they have to get the repetition of yep. that. And it's, it's something in the um, – Short-term exposure, it might have some. I just had a client that did a launch party, and she had 200 people come to it. We did a lot of preparation, and she did a lot of preparation. But uh, it, it, has, it has a good size of launch. It sold a lot of books. So it's something that that would be a, a more short-term uh, sales opportunity. So it's it's something, or short-term exposure. If you're, you're going to get that exposure, you get a lot of media attention to, and don't sell any books, so on. Uh, trade shows could be a, a, a long-term sales opportunity because for that same kind of reason that you're making the contacts but you may not make sales i've had sales two years later after a trade show of, uh, exhibit and always track it back to that first hit yes. at the show so it's it's something that you have the uh doing articles and long term maybe doing uh uh a newsletter or, or writing articles for other magazines or the uh, uh, media appearances in general, I think, are, are long-term. So those are, um, you want to hit a couple of these, these quadrants, I can give some examples in, in those too, like the uh, yeah, like definitely the sh- short-term sales. Could be uh, a, a bookstore event, and, and not a bookstore signing. Uh, uh, that, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even fit in this quadrant. No, brutal, quadrants. brutal, yeah. yeah. But a bookstore event, I did the bookstore signings. From, I wrote a book about how to get a job, my first book. And I would do uh, bookstore signings and nobody came. Right. Then I would do a, a seminar there about how to get a job. And it was packed. Yep. And oh, by the way, here's my book. Exactly. <laughs> so they, they came for the information about how to get a job, not for my book. But they ended up buying my book as a result of the presentation. That's why I look at having the events and not, not – uh, so uh, – a, a book a bookstore event could be a short-term sales opportunity. Let's, let me let me let drill down on that too, because for example, you want to pitch a bookstore to have, host an event for you, and a lot of authors out there are listening and they're saying, "Oh my gosh, I don't even know how to do that. Like, what? How do I do? How do I do that? Do step by step for me, Brian. How you would do yeah. that?" Yeah, if I may just expand that for a moment, that I said, I said bookstore events. But think retail store events. 
she do a store. My client's doing uh, events, a weekly event in a coffee shop, and she sells five or ten books a week just because she's there. Or supermarkets or discount stores. You go to Costco. You can't get into national Costco, but if you go to your local one and do a, 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 an event there, then they, they, that's, they have these people giving out the food samples all the time. It's the same concept that you're trying. You can do that. So now back to the, the for the first step, you have, you have to come up with a. Uh, uh, it's a sell sheet that I, a sell sheet for that, where you don't talk about how great your book is. Talk about the, how great your promotion is and that you will generate store traffic for this store, that you'll do this event and that you hear, hear the radio shows I'll be on. Here's the direct marketing that I'm doing, uh, to who reach these people in this local area that will come to the event. I've got these, these friends that will be there. I'm doing this, these TV, these radio shows to promote the, so we're building up uh, the, the store traffic. And then uh, I'll, I'll give you books on consignment. Don't ask them to, to stock the books if, if they don't have, already have it. But if you're going to an airport store or a supermarket, then just say, stock, you stock these books, whatever doesn't sell, I'll take back. And so, and then you, you pay me for the ones that people buy and they, they go through the checkout counter uh, or go to the good, say that uh, or did it one at an ice cream store <laughs> Most authors will say, "Well, for every book you buy, you get a free ice cream." So something like that, because because the uh, or or for every ice cream that you buy, you get a uh, you get a free book. Set it up either way. That's but you make sure that the manager or the owner of the store benefits somehow from your your sale, not just getting the money from the book, but now they're getting more customers in to buy more ice cream, right? Which is what that's their function of their store. And- so that. that is it is it better for them to get the pitch? Let's say for this this imaginary program, uh, email or phone, or you actually walking in the store and asking to see the owner. I'm getting real specific here, Brian. Well, you don't have with great questions. This is something. What, what I do is I set up with the, with the first the first is a phone call. I find out who the person is, and then you set up an appointment. Otherwise, you'd be walking in stores. Oh, the manager's not here today, or something. That, uh, that. But so, if you set up an appointment, that I won't be here on Thursday. But come on, Friday morning. Things usually slow around nine o'clock. And let's, let's talk around nine o'clock. Well, first of all, you've got to have that that phone, that voicemail message or phone message, which is the thirty-second voicemail message. And I, I use the acronym AIDA: Attention, Interest, Desire, Action. Attention, I've got this idea to help stores like yours increase their sales by X percent. Just need a couple of minutes, perhaps I can do the same for you. So you've got the attention interest that and then the, the desires that it's, it's you other stores have have the same concept. Then the action is please give me a call at this number um, in, in time zone. Well, I guess if for a local uh, event, the uh, same time zone could be. But anyway, yeah, that that sequence. The in thirty seconds, you have a voicemail message, AIDA, and then you get that across. Or if you talk to the person, but the, set the appointment, and this applies to if you're calling a, for a, a local store or if you're t- calling a corporate buyer. Same concept. You have that uh, AIDA setting up your your sell sheet. AIDA. I've helped ice cream, more ice cream stores than any other author in the state, <laughs> or more coffee shops, or more gift shops, or whatever. So it's just it, it's the uh, that, that concept really helps. And the uh, for corporations, a little trick I, I I I use that I made up is that if you call a corporate buyer 
or, or business buyer, and they, the receptionist will say, what's the nature of your call? I, I want to talk to Claudine. Now, what's the nature of your call? I want to talk to her about my book. Boom. Right into the voicemail. Right into the, right the voicemail. So what I do is I'll ask in a corporation and say, would you please uh, switch, switch me to accounts receivable? Oh, sure. Boom. Hello, accounts receivable. How did I get you? I'm trying to get Claudine. Would you please switch me over? Yes. And the, the internal calls, they go, go right over. We may have talked about this in our last uh, No, it's call. a great it's a great lesson. Yep. It's something that, uh, that that works almost every time for me because they don't want to talk to you. Right. That's accounts receivable. <laughs> you know, oh, sure. Claudine's over here. I'll get, matter of fact, I can see her. Hey, Claudine, got a call coming through. That's so right. it's something that uh, it, it works all the time. But the idea is that so the, the initial call I like is phone call, set up the appointment. Then you go in with your reason why that this person will benefit by having you as uh, uh, in, in this store. Like my client does, this is a weekly uh, uh, event right. at a coffee shop. It's right. not really an event, she sits there and, and she'll maybe buy somebody a coffee if they, she knows them, but she's got her books out there and, and at a table. So they, uh, and the owner has said that his traffic has increased uh, significantly since she's been doing this. How about it? So he loves it. Yeah. All right. So yeah. let's go back one more time. You're going to be like, Claudine, you're really dragging this out. But I know my audience, Brian. I know my audience. So you get me on the phone that first time you're pitching. And and how do you start the conversation? Hey, I, I have an idea. Listen, I have an idea, idea for you. Yeah, I've got, I've got this. In, I've, I've, I've got a, a product. I always call it a product instead of a book. About this product that has proven to be effective in generating store traffic for stores just like yours. I just need a couple of minutes of your time to talk about it. Perhaps if I can help you, I'm happy to do so. If I can't, then we'll part as friends. So do you have some time, say, tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock? And in that speech you just gave, Brian, you never once said me. Yeah. It's, it's a, all uh, you. It's yeah. you. Here's what I can do for you. Here's why my product is good for you. Here's how I've had, had I, oh, I use my, here's how the product that I'm talking about will help you. I love that. It's such a great lesson. And in marketing, and all this is marketing. It's all marketing. And a lot of times authors are like, I don't want to market. I don't want to market. But it really is a science, isn't it? And you're bringing in like the AIDA. I mean, that's all marketing techniques. It's very interesting the word you use, science. It's a I always science. talk about it. It's, it's like an art and science. It's, it's a combination of the two there because there's certain principles and certain ideas like for AIDA formula, the science. But the implementation of that is the art. And how you can talk about you, not me. And that was a great, very perceptive uh, comment. That, that if you're thinking about the uh, the benefit to the recipient of the message. Thank you, Brian. Yes, I agree. And um, I just want to mention because we we've been talking. You can find Brian at bookmarketingworks.com. I'll have his information in the show notes. Um, Brian also has on that website a plethora of. Uh, information that you can download, tips, tricks, you know, lessons, marketing, ways to sell. I mean, all kinds of stuff. You probably don't even remember half the stuff you have on there. It's so good. I just, I try to make it a point every day to read one because there's so much there. Uh, and again, it's it's almost like a lesson in marketing. But I, wa- I wanted to bring something up, up to you um, about the, your specialty, which is which is special sales. And a lot of my audience don't even, you've, you've talked a little bit about selling to corporations and they're like, what? Like, I don't even understand what that is. So let's special, let's talk about special sales and how authors can, you know, reach other places than an Amazon or a bookstore or even a library. 
Great question again. That look at the book marketing as, as dual distribution. You have retail and non-retail. Retail includes bookstores, includes Amazon. So I'm not. I'm not I like specializing in, in special sales, but I'm not discounting bookstore sales. That's fine. Be in bookstores. I was in bookstore, but don't rely on that as your sole opportunity. So that, so that retail could be the uh, airport stores, supermarkets, as we talked about. The thing is, the, the beauty of all this clothing is that all these people, the same distribution set up for all retail. So if you're in a distributor for bookstores, well, get a different distributor. Uh, Readerlink.com that will dist- distribute to supermarkets and airport stores and gift shops and or it'll go to uh, Cymax sales. It's that they'll go to uh, warehouse clubs and, and hospitals. So you have these the idea is that you get a distributor. So you don't have to do the selling. You just get the distributor, and they'll they'll they'll, they'll call on these for you, and you do the promotion that gets the people once they see it on the shelves. They'll say, "Oh yeah, I recognize. I heard this on the radio this morning or yesterday, or my friends told me about that." And so, boom, you get that sale. So it's that uh, it's much. I recommend people start the retail because that they're most familiar with that. They have the distributor. Distributor. I hate selling, so okay, the distributor will do that for you. All you do is they get on the radio once a day. On the non-retail side, it's a hundred. It's totally different. That you have the uh, there is no distributor, so you're doing the, the contact yourself. This takes a little bit more chutzpah that, uh, that you have to that, uh, and you don't start off calling. Apple or Nike. <laughs> Start off calling, uh, you know, Claudine's gift shop and uh, there. So, uh, or I guess retail, sorry, but uh, Claudine's manufacturing company. So it's something that, the, the, again, you're thinking about what's in it for them. Right. And and that you're going to the, the corporation, go to a corporation and almost that same line. You've helped people uh, and similar to you increase their sales by 15% with this, with this offer. These non-retail, they don't use your book for resale. They use your your content for uh, increasing their sales or or HR people. If you have a book on motivation, then go to HR and they'll buy your book to to, to give to their employees to make them more, reduce absenteeism or increase their productivity uh, or for for marketing for uh, uh, you buy – 800 flowers are doing a, a program with them. If you buy this bouquet uh, that you get, thank you very much. Appreciate the phone order. And thanks for this bouquet. But if you buy this larger bouquet, you get a free romance book with it. Yes. So, so what they're doing, they're selling more higher, right. <laughs> larger bouquets of flowers. They don't care about your book. They want to, they're using that as a tool to sell more of their product. So you're looking at this, that you're, they're using your book as a tool to help them increase their sales or associations. They want uh, to go to the, membership chair that's person's job is to increase membership so when people renew their membership they join they join the association they get a free copy of your book as a thank you so that's uh, something like that for the the military the fiction outsells nonfiction in the military they they buy sailors on board ship they buy a lot of books because when they're not uh on duty (laughs) there's not too much you can do on that on that uh, destroyer that aircraft carrier so you, you read a book so it's uh, it's a lot different, a different type of sale. But the fact is, you're doing it yourself. You're calling that buyer, and you're 
asking for accounts receivable, but you you have to have that same uh, a modified AIDA uh, voicemail message uh, phone for that. But it's it's the same. It gets back to your comment about the science. The the technique is similar in ways, but you're being applying the art of marketing in a, in a little bit different way. But the uh, for schools. Most people try to get their books in public schools. In the library. Well, that, yeah, that's, that's the worst place. Uh, it's most competitive. It may take two years to get into one school district. Yep, that's <laughs> all, that's all wrapped up, folks. Yeah. yeah. But, but go to the Department of Defense. They run 200 schools outside the U.S. And and they're much less. I don't want to say that their standards are lower, but they do. Uh, the, the, the process is less uh, laudable or less. Uh, contentious or something it's, it's they're, they're more willing to buy your books or go to homeschooling go to the national homeschooling association and get them to resell your book and give them a percentage of it so that these are uh you know they're religious schools they're, 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 they're easier to get into and they are uh, get repetitive sales every semester or whatever the time frame may be they re- reorder your book and it's, it's something that I learned an important message about when I was selling my, my book uh, to uh, the job search book. I, I thought about uh, the academic marketplace. So I went to colleges that's a, or to high schools. They're two different markets, but going to colleges. And that is by subsetting my, my uh, sub-segmenting sub, uh, my segments, I was able to come up with much more opportunities. So it wasn't just selling books to kids. I, uh, you know, 3,500 uh, four-year colleges. Each has a career development officer. They buy books. Uh, so I, in two weeks, I sold 3,500 books, full price, non-returnable, to each one of these people. And they, they paid the shipping for it. Then uh, I thought that I started uh, doing presentations on college campuses. And so I was doing college uh, newsletters. Uh, and advertising college newsletters and so books to them and then they they didn't want to pay 14.95 for a book so i, I took each chapter out on resumes cover letters interviewing and made a, a 32 page booklet for dollar 45. the colleges bought 10,000 at a time of each of these titles because i printed their name if they bought 10,000 i printed their college name on there and so they um they would buy them and just give, give them to the students so that was, uh, but I got paid. They, they got more students graduating, graduating with the jobs, what they wanted, and more students graduated with a job. And then I was thinking, who wants a student to get a job more than the parents do, more than what the student does, right, the parents. Right. So I got a list of the parents of graduating college seniors, their direct mail program to them and sold tens of thousands of books, full price, non-returnable, they paid shipping just because of dividing the, the marketplace you said before I, I know my my target reader well maybe you don't know it as well as you think if you can subset it like a subsegment it, it just creates more opportunity it's sold as as a textbook to colleges so it's, it's sold to college libraries so they had so many opportunities just in that one subsegment of of the academic total total market right then it went to similar similar thing to high schools so then and so it's just uh, to trade schools to uh, it was just by really knowing your target your target market, you can really in, impact, increase your sales and profitability because they're buying full price, they're buying non-returnable, and you get repeat orders. The, the colleges would just say, okay, send me another 10,000 booklets. And uh, so every quarter that happened. 
Yeah, so there, there's a couple of things there that there are lessons to be learned. And, and the first, I think, that which surprise a lot of authors just getting into this is the fact that it doesn't have to be one way. You said so many different things there. Um, you know, when you work with corporations, you know, maybe they pay a piece and you pay a piece, or there's all different things that can be negotiated, or the book is a certain way, but you could turn it into a pamphlet. When you own the book, when you're self-publishing, you have the freedom to do all these things to adjust to the market that you're in. But I love the fact that you're really, you're not boxed in when you're talking to these folks who might be special sales for you in terms of the negotiation. And that kind of leads me to something that you mentioned earlier that you wanted to talk, speak to, and that is that the budget for every author and the the where they want to spend their money and how 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 important it is to really make sure that they're getting a return on their investment. Um, critical, critical points for it. I also want to compliment you on your listening capability. Thank the, the, you. You're you really perceptive and really, really pick up these these points. It's really good, very helpful for your your listeners on this that they can learn that from you. But yeah, I, I, that. Again, that's a great question. It's something I look at it of, particularly with my clients, they come to me and say, I just spent all my money on production. Yeah, now what, now what? So that, but you get into uh, discussion groups on the, on, the, on the internet. I do it on LinkedIn. I'm on a lot of these groups. It doesn't cost anything. And, and I'm always posting on them. Every day I'll post on a different group on these uh, and and get a lot of, of feedback, a lot of recognition, a lot of uh, input, a lot of sales. Or not, not, I don't get sales. I get people call me up and it may lead to a client eventually. But your social, social networking is, is really good. But doing, doing even more basic than that, doing a plan, doing a bracketology, that's free. That's something, but that now you've got your focus, the term they used before that you, you brought up, that the idea is that you, you focus on, here you have your four strategies for this quarter. So you, you, you're focusing on that. That planning can help on that. Uh, advertising can be free. And, and let me qualify that. Most people say that it's 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 uh, it's paid, but it can be. But also we work with an association. If you have a, a nonfiction book particularly, that you have talk to the, the newsletter editor and allow them to excerpt X hundred words per issue of their newsletter from your book. And first, then you get your book in their uh, their bookstore on their website so that you have then they'll say well this this information is, is except excerpted from claudine's uh, book and they say well, instead of paying for me for that uh that excerpt each month how about just give me a free quarter page ad in your newsletter yeah it doesn't cost them anything right because it's an electronic newsletter and now you've got a, a free quarter page ad and you say and that's free that's another free way of looking at it so any kind of publicity that you have doing, doing that press kit getting the uh, the uh, articles out, doing doing podcasts, being a guest on your podcast that that that, 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 you can, that gives you a lot of exposure, and it gives me a lot of exposure to all, all your listeners. That's a great thing to do. Doing emails, well, um, uh, email direct marketing is is less effective uh, than other because a delete is so easy, <laughs> and 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 the, the spam filters that that, that come through. That's another reason you want to call first on somebody. Say, I'll follow up on an email. Here's the subject line. So when they see that subject line, they realize it's not spam. It's just something that they've agreed to have you send, have you send yes. them. Yes. 
So and, and getting endorsements, getting testimonials. These are these are, are free. So these are a lot of free things that you can do in addition to your social media that will, will get you that exposure and, and doing setting up your own. Uh, uh, you look at me a, a little more expensive, but still less expensive. It's still getting review copies out. And don't just send them to send them to PW, but but also look at niche reviewers. There are there are places online that will re- review self-published books for free. So, but it's something that if you can, you have to send them the review copy. It's going to cost you a little bit for that. But doing some co-op marketing, if you have uh, another book that's a non-competitive book that is similar content or is a similar audience, send a, a, a split the cost of a direct mail program. So I, f- I found postcards to be very effective, Claudine, that because you don't have to open it, your message is, is immediate, yeah. and it's something that is delivered to people. And it's so easy to get targeted email uh, uh, mail, mailing list that, that you can do that. Having uh, setting up a newsletter, this it, it could be the, the free to low cost area that you have that, that information, but you have to get have to build your uh, your your list obviously for that. Setting up a website or even trailers uh, that the found out that they better called trailer teasers. That, that it's, it's not a full trailer. It's an economical, low cost, low cost trailer. But it just it's a, it gets the, it's a teaser out there. So it gets, it, it puts a, a third the price of a full trailer. Getting all the the literature, your business cards set up. Uh, these are, are things that, that can be lower cost, and, and so you or you go higher cost as you're building up sales, building up revenue, building up profits. Then you have these other opportunities. So you can get to the to maybe a, a fuller website, a, a longer trailer. Uh, one, one thing, if, if look at some of these as, as an investment, a uh, higher cost mm-hmm. investment, something like uh, a cover design. It, 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 people say, well, I, my, my, my son or daughter is, uh, is an uh, artist and she'll, he'll make up my cover design for no, me. No, 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 no. Yeah. So no. that's an investment. It's out of this category, but you're looking at, you got you have to put the money into a, a quality uh, cover design and, 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 and editing also. Uh, and then maybe doing trade shows. I sold a lot of books in, in trade shows at, at uh, Book Expo America when it was still there. Even before that, the ABA, I exhibited at all those mm-hmm. and then had long-term sales based on that. Yep. Uh, so these are, if you if you, if you just look at the what you can do free, start out there, and then as you get the sales, the, the revenue, right. it's like the uh, starting out with retail and special sales. So you, you're building up some revenue, and then you go to the corporations, or because corporations are more long-term opportunities. So you have that uh, revenue coming in, and you have to have short-term revenue in order to make it to the long-term. Right, <laughs> right. But it's always important to to, I mean – no one really likes to look at it, but you you have to look at what your your net you know cost or your net profit is for any book that you're selling. So you know the cost of your if you're a self publisher, you know the cost of the book, and you want to make sure like okay. And I know nobody likes to do this, but you have to say okay, how many books do I have to sell because I know my profit on every book in order to make this investment, whatever it is, in advertising or promotion worthwhile. That's such an astute comment. They look at it, that you look at the figure how much uh, how many books do I have to sell to make a thousand dollars? Yeah. Or whatever your your number is. Yeah. And if you look at it, if you go through a wholesaler instead of a distributor, you get you cut that you cut your uh distribution fee down or you uh, maybe you don't 
you don't, you don't do the embossing on the cover, something like that. You save a little bit. Then all of a sudden, you can see why I can sell, sell fewer books to make it make a thousand dollars, or because yeah. I'm, I'm making more per book. So that that uh, was very perceptive. That you can, if you look at your how many books to sell to make say a thousand dollars, then and then you, then you adjust all these other the four P's, and, and then you can uh, manipulate that that until you get it down to. Uh, sell 500 instead of a thousand books to make it make a thousand dollars right and just the fact that we're bringing this information you're sharing all of your knowledge for as many years as you've been an expert in this area um to to our listeners about what they can do to um possibly make more money i think it's the numbers that you talk of like oh i sold five thousand books and my audience's heads are exploding because they're like what like, I didn't even know you could do that. And again, we're not talking Amazon sales here. We're talking, right? right? And and yeah. at the end of the day, I honestly think that authors want their message, whether it's a nonfiction book or a fiction book, they just want it in the hands of the right person. And if, if they take the time to figure out where those audiences could possibly be, and Brian's given so many examples of how he went in one direction and then realized, you know, the, the, the student getting a job and the parent of the student who wants the student to get the job is a, is a great example um, where you can have these kinds of volume sales that are really going to make a difference. And it's really just expanding your mind and, and you're, you're bringing all this great knowledge to our audience that this is possible. It's so fabulous. It is. It is possible. That's a great word, too. It is possible. The people, the, the first the first inclination is it's, it's too much. But if you just do it, like, you know, how do you eat an elephant? You know, one bite at a time. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, just don't start off calling Amazon or Nike uh, or uh, Apple or Nike. Start off at the, the corner store and then just build up from there. So it's, 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 it's you have to have that long term perspective. Not looking at publishing my book and I'm, I'm going to sell a um, thing. This, this year, I had one client that actually, their, their first, Plan was to sell a million books in the, in the first year, and wow. I'll try to, to, to make it a little more practical for him. But he was set upon it, and he sold uh, he sold maybe five six thousand books in the first year. Good, but but he was so so disappointed. He wanted to quit, and, I, and we finally. My point is, give it a long term perspective. So you start off with uh, you know, a, a, a Good Morning Dubuque, and then yes. you get on Good Morning America. <laughs> so, there you go. There you yeah, go. So, so let, let's tell the audience how they can contact you because you mentioned that um, you have clients. So tell us about your business, how people can get in touch with you if, if they're looking for book marketing and special sales help. Sure. The, the, my email address is Brian Judd, B R I A N B R I A N J U D, just one D on Judd. Brian Judd at bookmarketing.com. And that's probably the best Great. way. Uh, All your services are there. And yeah. yeah, and how you can get them started. Um, he also, Brian also, just, you have a books, you have a um, a special sales I, newsletter? A of, yeah, I have tell, we have a, a book marketing matters is a, a biweekly newsletter that has marketing tips from, from a, a lot of different experts in different areas I, for cover design. I don't, don't know anything about cover design. So I have an expert on the, on my newsletter about cover design or, or editing or uh, Amazon, I, I don't yes. know, whatever. So the, the point is that I try to get information from a variety of perspectives and yeah. from experts in those, in those areas right. in the newsletter. But uh, yeah, if you send, uh, get contact me at Brian Judd at bookmarketing.com and I can get you on that uh, mailing list. Excellent. And just very specifically, 
uh, Brian has uh, a service that he offers that he can he can put your book in his special sale catalog where his salesmen may take or women may take your book and offer it to some of these special sales that we're talking about for a fee and at a discount. Uh, but if this is something that you're interested in, you can get in touch with him and ask him about that program. Uh, get your book seen and sold. My new book, um, paperback and ebook, is is in that program. We're very excited to be working with Brian and Julie and I and uh, my co-author. And so uh, I will let you know, you know, how it's going. But it, you know, for my book, especially nonfiction book, and it's something very specific and neat. Uh, definitely it belongs in some special sales uh, outlets. So we're really excited to be doing it. So if this is something that has sparked your interest, you can definitely get in touch with Brian. Um, Brian, as he said, Judd, J-U-D, at bookmarketing.com. And also his website with all those articles I told you about, bookmarketingworks.com. Any final thoughts, Brian? What else are you doing? You're a teacher, too. I am teaching at the college. There aren't book marketing courses, but marketing in general. Talking about those four P's yes. for selling, selling any, any product. But yeah, I do that locally. And uh, I do have a, a consulting service. I bring clients on uh, individually, just talking for an hour, for five hours, 10 hours, whatever. Uh, and just that uh, service is available also but through that my email address i can talk about that or send yeah because a lot of, i think a lot of authors are looking for some someone to help them with a book marketing plan something real specific is that something you do oh yeah awesome yeah. there you go we, we do that we, we, can, we can do bracketology we yeah <laughs> and thank you so much so i will have that in the show notes you can download the pdf of brian's 2024 APSS Bracketology and uh, use it yourself. And like I said, you know, try to, I'll encourage folks to uh, download the PDF and have it printed and listen to the show and where Brian explains it all at the same time. I think that's probably the most useful. That sounds fun. That sounds great. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brian, again, for being with us. I've enjoyed every minute of you. You're a great interviewer. Oh, thank you so much. You're Uh very, very sweet. And you're you're an expert book marketing special sales specialist. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Brian. All right. And you are listening to Get Your Book Seen and Sold. You have been listening to Get Your Book Seen and Sold with Claudine Wolk. Thanks for listening. And remember to share and subscribe to my Substack, Get Your Book Seen and Sold at claudinewalk.substack.com. With paid subscriptions, some less than $5 a month, you will have access to all of my resource-filled posts and podcasts, plus a fill-in-the-blank book marketing plan that you can download. At the highest subscription level, you will also get a 30-minute consult with me. When you are ready to make some decisions about your book, subscribe today, and let's come up with a plan.